Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. The world needs to hear your message and your story, so don't deny the world of that gift within you that the universe has given you. Someone out there needs to hear your story because it will support them in feeling hope, inspired, and even transformed. Do you want to discover how I help get my clients out of their own way, show up, and confidently share their message? I would love to extend an invitation to you to join me in my free masterclass, Start Your Own Podcast from Idea to Implementation, on Wednesday, April 5th at 1 p.m. Eastern. You can find the registry link in the show notes. Hope to see you there. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Ashley McIsaac Butler. She is the creator of the Savvy Sovereign Woman Method, a spiritual guide, a speaker, and a published author. Welcome, Ashley. I am so happy to have you here. How are you doing today? I am doing fabulous. Thank you, Brad, for having me on your podcast today. Well, thank you very much for taking and making the time to be here with me today. I appreciate you, and I'm so looking forward to jumping in and sharing all about the beautiful light that you shine out into the world through the work you do and a bit about your story and your journey. But before we get started, I would love to ask everyone to just take a moment to pause and take a collective breath before we get started and jump into the interview here. Yes. If everyone can just really just stop what you're doing, if it's safe for you to do so, and just place your hand on your heart space and maybe close down your eyes. And collectively, let's take a nice deep breath in here, in through your nose, pausing at the top and exhaling through your mouth, letting go of all the events of your day, all the events of your week, and just coming into this present moment, into this time. And just having the intention that whatever comes through in this interview between Brad and myself, that you'll get some nuggets for your highest and greatest good. So with that intention, let's just seal that with a nice deep breath in through the nose and out through the nose. Beautiful. All right, let's get started. Now, of course, under the spiritual guide title, there are multiple modalities within that you work with. You have quite a resume, and obviously as an entrepreneur, prioritization and organization are essential in your day-to-day. So with that being said, how do you prioritize and how important is prioritization and organization for you? That's a really great question. It's so important to prioritize the right things in your life. And for me, that's making sure that I carve out time to be in this space, in this moment in time. And it's really letting go of that doing that I receive my guidance in that being space. And so I prioritize that above all else in my day, because it's in that space, that is where I receive my guidance. That's where I connect into my spiritual guides. And I receive messages and guidance and direction to where my next step is to bring more clarity into my life and into my projects. And so prioritizing that is number one and organizing my day around that moment. I'm very curious, Ashley, what does your morning routine look like? 
So my morning routine, my morning starts at 5.30 a.m. I wake before the rest of my house. I come downstairs and I prepare uh, ceremonial cacao. And I have a personal uh, cacao ceremony. I invite that into my morning practice. And I start with uh, grounding meditation. I open my own Akashic records, receiving guidance from my highest self, my spirit, my soul. And that is where I will communicate with my spiritual team on what I'm supposed to be doing. That's where I set my agenda for the day is in co-creation with my spiritual team. And sometimes I journal, I sit in silence. Sometimes I'll pull some Oracle cards. Sometimes I'll read. And all that takes place between 5.30 and 7 until my seven-year-old son bursts into my office (laughs) looking for breakfast. And then oh, the I need breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have that 90 minutes to yourself, which is great. And I think that's important that we have. It doesn't have to be 90 minutes, of course, but at least a little bit of time to ourselves to reflect and ground and just set the intention for the day, get your mind right, all of that good stuff. Yeah, it can be as short as a couple of deep breaths like we did at the beginning of the interview. Yeah. It doesn't need to be 90 minutes. It can be as long as you have for yourself in that yeah. moment. It's just important to take that time. What drives, motivates, and inspires you to keep going and excelling at all that you do, Ashley? The women I'm here to serve. That's what really drives me. And sometimes I take my knowledge that I've gained over the years and my wisdom that I've gained over the years, sometimes I take that for granted. And I tend not to share it out as much as maybe I should, because I think, well, this is so simplistic. Everybody must know this. And then when I'm having a simple conversation with someone, I realize that it's in that moment that there's a teachable moment for them or that there's a gift that I can offer them. There's many times when I've had conversations with women before a session and then they share with me the impact that our conversation has had even before we even start our session. And then I realize that I there's more to it. And I remember one time when I was early in my journey, I asked my guides, like, really, what am I here to do? And the message that came through was, you will heal through your words. And so conversations I have with people, every time I get on stage to speak, it is the energetic vibration that's held within those words that even help people, that even are healing, that are unlocking people's souls to their remembering. I remember I had this client and she was really overwhelmed in her job. She was in a new job and she was drinking like four cups of coffee a day. She was totally disconnected. And after one conversation I had with her, she cut the caffeine, went back to drinking her green tea after one one one-hour conversation. And she's (laughs) like, I haven't felt like this in ages. And that was just after one, which I thought was a simple conversation, but I realized that my words held that energetic vibration that allowed her the space to really have that confidence to make that shift that she was needing to make. Our words have so much power and half the time we don't even realize it. I'm very curious what you were doing for a living before making the leap into entrepreneurship and what facilitated your journey into the world of becoming an entrepreneur? So 
In a previous life of mine, very early in my career, I worked in politics. Oh. And, and I worked in that area. And I believe that every opportunity I've had within my career has been this stepping stone to where I'm at. So I went into politics, advocacy, healthcare, and all of that has prepared me for where I'm at today. And then into the entrepreneurial space, I was really, I came at it from a place of curiosity. I wanted something more. I knew that there was this missing piece and I was just curious to learn more. Like what is meditation? What are these books that are out there? These nonfiction books on this spirituality. And I wouldn't necessarily consider myself spiritual growing up. I've met a lot of people that were like, yeah, I knew I was gifted when I was a child, but I shut it off. I think I shut it off in the womb. I literally <laughs> came in and I was like, I'm organized, I'm practical, I'm a perfectionist, and I'm going to go through life. I conformed quite quickly to what society wanted me to do and be grow up, get an education, move out, get a job, get married, have a family, do that job until you retire and then you die. Yeah. Check and off all the things. Check it off all the boxes. And I was doing that for a really long time until it wasn't working anymore. And I was like, okay, there's something missing. And that's when I started to kind of get into this. What would it look like to be an entrepreneur in this space? And so how long have you been working as a spiritual guide? And I'm curious why you decided to call yourself a guide as opposed to a coach. Yeah, so I've been working in this space probably since around 2019. And I the word coach just doesn't align with me personally. And that's no disrespect to any coaches out there. It just doesn't align to me because I really align more with the term guide because what I'm doing in the work and how I serve the women that I work with is I am guiding them to unlock what they already know. And they just don't know it yet. And that's what I'm here to help them do, to help them come back to their soul aligned path, to help them reawaken that divine feminine energy that's within them. And it is just guiding them, giving them that guidance and that support and that nurturing to have the space to know that it is within them that is just waiting to come out. And so I'm more or less guiding. I'm not telling them what to do, but I'm walking alongside them in support. I love that. I had a conversation, a podcast interview with a guest a few weeks back, and we were talking about this, the whole coach versus guide versus mentor, that whole thing. And I'm finding that a lot more women that I speak to are steering away from using the word coach, but she shared a very interesting analogy and I'd never heard it before. And she said, well, Look at it this way. She said, I played soccer as a kid. And she said, the coach was the one that was standing on the sidelines sharing their expertise. Whereas a guide or a mentor is right there on the field beside you, playing with you, as opposed to what the coach is doing. So that was a really cool analogy. I've never heard that before. Yeah, that's a really great example. And that's exactly what I do. I walk alongside the women that I work with, guiding them to open to that soul aligned path. Because our soul, we are here on earth at this time for our soul to expand and grow and experience the magic of what this planet earth has to offer us. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, we're co-creating with our soul, spirit, intuition, whatever you want to call it. It's yeah. 
energy. And so I teach women how to connect in and how to co-create because once you know how to tap into your intuition, use your intuition and use it to co-create your life, you're unstoppable. Get ready for the huge shift. Get ready. Because <laughs> it's coming, whether mm-hmm. you want it or not. Exactly. <laughs> As mentioned off the top, Ashley, you're trained in multiple areas and modalities in terms of spirituality. Can you speak a little bit about that and how you incorporate these modalities into your work as well as give us a brief overview of your approach when working with clients. Yeah, absolutely. So my spiritual gifts and my abilities are woven into everything I do. None are separate. It's just part of who I am as a soul having a human experience. And so it's natural. I co-create my life, as I said, with my spiritual team. And so I tap into this energy before every meeting, client session, interview, before I get on stage, with the intention that whatever is meant to come through in that moment is meant to come through for the highest good of everyone involved in that situation. And so I set that intention before our interview today, similar to the intention that I set for the listeners at the beginning. And so in working with my clients, I want to make sure that I create a space that's safe and nurturing for them. That is really important, a space where they can be themselves, whether that's working one-on-one with me or in one of my group programs, because we women have been so conditioned to be a certain way do things a certain way, which is rooted in the masculine way of being, which is striving and pushing and achieving and like sharp elbows, right? There's no room for other people. And for women, they don't feel safe to express themselves fully. And so what I do is I give them that space. I listen to them, I guide them, and it gives them the opportunity to learn and grow and expand in a way that feels aligned to them as individuals, because we're all individuals. We might be walking a similar path, but nobody on planet Earth is walking the same path. I love that. And that's a very important distinction to make is we are all on our separate journeys, 100%. I would love to dive in a little further and discuss more of the spirituality aspect of your... I'm curious to hear how your spiritual journey began. Was there a catalyst moment in your life that led you down the spiritual path? If so, can you share that with us? Yeah, it's a really great question. It's a very loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) And I would say it was from a place of curiosity. It was from a place of curiosity to want to learn more. I find that I am a lifetime learner. I believe that our learning never stops. We never really become experts in anything. Mm -hmm. Because we're constantly evolving, we are not meant to be standing still. We are not meant to be stagnant. Because we are energetic beings, we are meant to be constantly moving and energy is all around us. And so at first, I probably coined it as personal development because I wasn't even sure what spirituality was at the time. (laughs) I read the books, tried the meditations. But when I was in the pause, I realized when I stepped away, I realized how much I missed the practice of it. I realized how much I missed learning. What can I do next? And in the beginning, I followed all the gurus on what they were doing, how to meditate or meditation 101, meditation for dummies. I did the whole thing. (laughs) 
and nothing stuck with me. So I thought, I must be doing this wrong. I have to be, is there a wrong way to meditate? I questioned all of these things. And I actually had women come to me and say, someone said I should have seen the color blue in meditation and I didn't. So I shut it all down and I walked away. Did I do it wrong? No, no, there is no wrong way to meditate. There's no wrong way of doing anything. There is only your way. And so when I realized, when I let that go, I let go of what all the gurus were doing and I created my own practice. When I gave myself the space to create my own practice, that's when I started to crave it more. That's when I needed to have it in my everyday life. And so the more I leaned into it and the more my practice expanded, people and situations started coming into my life. And I say it's like the universe started dropping those breadcrumbs for me. Okay, so she's mastered this. Now we're going to guide her over here and we're going to open up another layer for her as my (laughs) healing journey continued. And so I kept exploring to where I am today and I'm still exploring and discovering. Well, as you said, we're human beings and we're constantly evolving and growing and expanding. And so we never arrive. It's a constant work in progress. Absolutely. So did you struggle at all internally when you discovered or realized that you had these gifts? Did you struggle to embrace them or was it fairly easy? Oh, I hid in the spiritual closet. (laughs) I was in there with the door shut and locked. (laughs) I was like, nobody is going to call me woo. No one's going to call me weird. I was so paralyzed about what other people would think of me if I came out of this quote unquote spiritual closet. Because when my practice started to deepen, I started to get glimpses where I was connecting deeply into the spiritual world and I shut it down. I was like, no, I'm in corporate. This doesn't vibe in the (laughs) corporate world. But the more I kind of shut it down, the more it bubbled up and louder it got. And then I thought, okay, fine. I'll just kind of dapple in this to see where it goes. And so when I finally said to the universe, my guides, okay, fine. Where are you guiding me to? Then people and situations again started to come in. And I remember I met my Reiki master back in 2018. And the first time I met her for a session and she said to me, she goes, whoa, she said, you're gifted. And I'm like, what? She said, you're a healer and a channeler. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm going to stop you right there. I was like, I am not that. She's like, oh, but you are. (laughs) And she said, you will channel Palladian energy. And I'm like, who are the Palladians? (laughs) No idea. No, I, I never read any books. I didn't take any courses at the time. I didn't know what she was talking about. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's fine. I'm just going to get on your table. You're going to do your thing. And I'm going to go on my merry little way. Well, that didn't happen, obviously. <laughs> I'm sitting here talking to you. Yes. Gifts. And it wasn't until uh, a few years later after our conversation when I really stepped into my gifts and I started reading Akashic Records. And Akashic Records are our soul's blueprint. They are every impression that our soul has experienced in this life, past lives and future possibilities. And the Akashic records are housed in the Palladian starseed energy. Uh, in essence, I tap into the Palladian starseed energy as when I tap into the Akashic records. And so things like that started to happen until I couldn't 
really, I couldn't deny it anymore. And they were pushing me out of that closet because I thought, well, maybe it's just for my own healing journey. Maybe I'm just meant to use this on myself. And quickly, that was a no. You are meant to share this much broader with individuals. Was that Akashic Records moments? Like, it must have been like, ah, now I know what the fuck she was talking about. (laughs) I had that exact moment and I'm like, holy shit, I'm doing it. How profound that must have been. It was because it was years later. And like I said, it wasn't something that kind of dropped in right away because the universe will only give you what you can handle. And there was a lot of healing and transformation that needed to take place in that. She could see where I would ultimately end up, but the path is never linear. It's very ebbs and flows. And when I was in my own Akashic Records one time, and I was, I did, I had this holy shit moment. (laughs) This is what I'm doing. And when I said, okay, I got this. And then it expanded even more. And so because the universe knew you were ready. They knew I was ready. And so when I channel now, it's the essence of the universe. So I am tapping into yes, the Palladian energy where the Akashic records are housed, but we have so much guidance that we can tap into that we're not tapping into. And so when I channel, I'm channeling through star seeds, I'm channeling through spiritual guides, I'm channeling through angelic realm. And so it's just all, it's all energy. And it's just this beautiful vibration that comes through, full of light and love and positivity and guidance. And to be able to be the channel for people because it's not me doing it. I just become the channel. But to be able to offer that to someone is such a gift that if I deny it in myself, I'm doing a disservice to myself and I'm doing a disservice to others because what it ultimately is doing is it's aiding in their soul expansion, which is what we are here to do. Which then expands the collective. We all have gifts and we all have spiritual gifts, but I think we're all sent here with a particular gift and we're not to deny the world of that gift. It is your duty and your responsibility to share it with the world because it then benefits the entire collective. It raises the vibration. And you think about, you mentioned the fact that so many people don't tap into or realize that they have those gifts. The same with our brain power. We only use a very small percentage of our brain and it's there. You can use it. The rest of it is just a matter of figuring out how to and how to tap into that. But can you imagine if everyone stepped into their authenticity, stepped into their gifts, stepped into their spiritual gifts and powers and utilized them? The whole world would just level up. It'd be incredible. It would be absolutely incredible. And collectively, there is there yeah. is a shift happening. More and more people are awakening to their spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. I remember... Again, around that time, 2018, I remember talking to a mentor and she said to me, you're leveling up fast because you need to, because there's this mass awakening that's happening. And when it hits, they're going to need people like you to bring them through. And I feel, I really, truly believe that we're there now. We are there now. People are waking up at different levels or stages. And again, everyone, there's no right or wrong way. Everyone, as you said, is here with a purpose, several purposes, several gifts. And you wake up 
as quickly as you're meant to. Yeah. Because we're all in different soul lives as well. Mm -hmm. And so you have this purpose that you're meant to do in this lifetime. And that might be to go a certain way and then that's okay. And then for some, it might be this lifetime might be learning about intuition and ego and that might be it. So there's no wrong path that you can take when you are guided by your soul. Yeah, I mean, there are people out there who will never wake up. They won't, they just won't. And never meaning in this lifetime, maybe next time around, but there are people who won't wake up at all. Mm -hmm. And that's okay too. That's their journey. And it just, it goes back to the polarity of planet Earth. We are a very polarized Earth. Yeah, and yeah. we need that polarity, right? Like, For sure. If everybody was walking around enlightened, enlightened, <laughs> we have to be grounded. We there has to be balance. balance that. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have the darkness without the light. You can't have okay. happiness without sadness. All of these things, you have to have them both because then you can appreciate both sides of it. You can't have appreciation for both if you don't, if you've not experienced both. Exactly. It's very magic. Absolutely. What are some of the benefits to working with a spiritual guide? Produce, in your opinion? In my opinion, it's to help guide you along your path, just to give you that confidence that the path that you're on is the right path, or maybe you need a little detour. And that's what a guide's going to do. Because in my work, what I'm doing is I'm unlocking this inner guide within you and teaching you who she is or he is, how to trust it how to listen to the messages that come in and take that inspired action when those messages are received. And that's really kind of the balance between the masculine and the feminine energies in that aligned state. And so a guide will do that. A guide will walk with you, give you the steps and the tools that you need to expand and grow. I'm really curious. I, I just thought about this now. So many people, I think, confuse spirituality with religion. For you, where do you see the line? What are the differences there? Ooh, that's a really good question. It just came in. <laughs> I just had to ask it. <laughs> You're the lucky one. <laughs> I mean, I grew up very in a very Catholic household, was raised Catholic, gone to church, did all the sacraments. And the difference between having a formed religion, I see that as a community of people coming together to worship a God. Spirituality, I see it more, it doesn't have to be an or, I see it as a blended of energy. I believe that we are all energy. And I don't believe that there's a hierarchy in it at all. I believe that in religions, there's a lot of quote unquote, man made rules within that. And when you do tap into higher dimensions and energy, you will see and feel and hear that is an illusion that there is this levels, if you will, of hierarchy within that. And I don't think that exists. And so I think it's more accepted in the spirituality aspect and it's more fluid than conforming to a certain religion. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Very good. 
Many people find solace and guidance in their spiritual beliefs. Can you share a personal experience where your spiritual guidance had a profound impact on someone's life? And what were the key teachings and insights that helped transform their journey? Oh, that's another loaded question, Brad. I love loaded questions. I know. A personal experience where spiritual guidance have had a profound impact. Many women will come to me when they are at a crossroads in their life whether that's a crossroads in their personal life, their career, whether they're trying to step into their spirituality more and they just don't quite know where they fit in. Because society, again, has conditioned us to be a certain way, think a certain way, and can be really difficult to break free from that conformity. And so I've had women that come to me who have spiritual gifts and have not shared them with a soul, not even their family. And they find comfort and safety in my presence to share their struggles with me. And I give them the space and I give them an opportunity to see, because I've gone through it, to see that it is okay whatever pathway you choose, but ultimately your soul is going to lead you and not to deny that. So I'm thinking of a woman in particular who gave herself that permission. I'm not going to say I gave her the permission because right. I really not. she gave herself that permission to then be able to fully express herself and in community and with her friends. And she found community within our community. And she realized that she was trying to get her friends to conform to her spirituality when she realized that when she came into this community, she didn't need that anymore. She could let that go. And she could be herself with her friends, right? There's other women who struggle within the very corporate setting that's dominated by masculine energy. This pushing, striving, doing, hustle, bullshit. hustle, like this hustle culture, it's, it's dying. Let me just, it's dead, <laughs> but there's still remnants of it. And so women will come to me and ask me, what do I do? How do I function in this? Because not everyone's quitting their corporate job to become a spiritual entrepreneur. Like, that's just not happening. So I had a, a few women that have come to me, especially what we've gone through in the last three years on the brink of burnout and knew ultimately something needed to be done. But I don't want to see women when they're on the brink of burnout. I want women to come and have that inner knowing to come and explore to what's possible in their lives before they hit the quote unquote rock bottom. But it happens and I'm there and I create the community and I'm able to, in these women, especially women in corporate, I'm able to give them the tools to function in that reality, to balance out that masculine feminine energy, to let go of that control around all of those things and embody in that divine feminine energy that is within them. Love it. Of course, when we talk about spirituality, I think not quite automatically, but it creeps into the conversation about finding your life's purpose, the meaning of life and all of these things. How do you guide individuals in helping to find their life's purpose and aligning it with their spiritual path? 
So I wouldn't say that I help them find their life's purpose. I would say that I unlock within them the knowing to live out their soul-led life. Throughout our lifetime, we have many purposes right now. Right now, I'm a mom, I'm a guide, I'm a wife. Those are very much a lot of different purposes. And so what I do is I, as I help them weave that in and along the way, they will naturally just unlock what that is within them. Also, individuals will encounter periods of doubt or spiritual crises while on their journey. How do you guide people through these challenging phases and help them rediscover their path with renewed clarity and conviction? Yeah, that's a really good one because I've been there. I'm still there sometimes. Really, I'm mm-hmm. human. We're human yeah. having these experiences. And it's really about, it's ebb and flow. It's not linear at all. And like I said, we're here to learn and grow and expand. And that comes with opportunities, but it also comes with challenges. And so it's within these challenges that we try to see the lessons. Like what lesson is embedded in this challenge? What am I meant to learn from this? And it could be a soul healing from this life or a past life. It may be reoccurring. So if there's something that's showing up in your life that's reoccurring, that's a pattern that's not serving you to where you're at currently on your journey. So we work at ways of unpacking that, those cycles and heal that part of you. So you can find the clarity that you're seeking to ultimately find the freedom, which is what we're all looking for. Absolutely. I want to speak a little bit now about the Savvy Woman Method. So what was the inspiration behind creating the Savvy Woman Method and how did you come up with the name for it? Yeah, the Savvy Sovereign Woman Method. This is woven into the work I do with my clients. I actually spoke in depth about this method during my recent talk at UCLA. And like I mentioned earlier, many women come to me seeking guidance and clarity. And so I help them to create this new belief that can support them no matter what is happening in their lives. Because I want them to embody this feeling of freedom because ultimately I think that's what every human is searching for is true embodied freedom. And honestly, like the modern day corporate woman right now, we think that we should know how to raise tiny humans, climb the corporate ladder while juggling soccer practice and yoga class which happens to be at the same time. (laughs) And then we're asked to bake some chocolate chip cookies for some school fundraiser by 8 a.m. the next morning. We only found out at 8 (laughs) p.m. I'm sure many of your listeners can relate to this. It's this constant juggling. And the Savvy Sovereign Woman Method, it's this permission slip to unchain and unshame yourself from being that person. So I teach women to break free from the need to control every situation. Because when you break free and you learn the tools that I offer within this method, and what happens is when you experience a similar situation later, you're gonna approach it differently. You're gonna react differently because you've grown through the tools. So it's really about breaking free from the way society told you needed to be, that perfect woman doing all the things, stepping into your light, which is within you. So igniting that light that's already there and using the tools to do that is embodying that freedom. 
So when you go into community with others in your everyday life, you have this newfound method that works. And so you're no longer trying to control everything. You have that flow and it's this energetic feeling within you that you'll receive to know that it's okay. It's okay to be who I am in this moment. That is fucking powerful. <laughs> you mentioned freedom a couple of times. What does that word mean to you? What is freedom? How do you define that word? Freedom to me is just allowing yourself to take a breath. Freedom to me is being in a moment and knowing that you have a choice to clamp down on that moment or that situation with white knuckling it, or just kind of like breathe and let it go. And it's in that exhale that you're like, ah, that's freedom. And we can find that in every situation. Absolutely. Just like there's a lesson in every situation. Every situation. There's a silver lining always. You just have to peel back the layers and look for it and find it. But it's always there. Always there. You say that your mission is to guide others to tap into their highest self, their intuition, so that they can receive clarity and answers to live the life that aligns with their highest purpose. Why is this mission so personally important to you? And why have you decided to make this your personal mission? This mission is so important. And I think we've touched on it earlier is we all have this internal guide within us and many of us are not utilizing it. We are going through life with our blinders on, getting to the next meeting, to the next soccer practice, to the next, and we're not creating this space. But yet at the same time, we're wanting freedom, we're wanting clarity, we're wanting guidance. Guess what? The universe cannot come into a chaotic mind. The universe is still there. Your guides are still there guiding you every moment of every day. But if you are so busy in your mind, you have no space no energetic space for that to come in. And I see this day in and day out with especially women. And this mission is so important to me because your soul is there and it's guiding you, but it's not going to step in if you don't ask it to. And even though you're asking it to, you also need to do your part in creating the space to allow it. And it's within that creating that space that women are not giving themselves enough of. We get the leftovers, the five minutes before bedtime, if you even have the energy to do anything. And we really need to shift this dynamic. We really need to flip this on its head. And you need to be first. Because guess what? When you are first, when you do create the space, and again, five minutes consistently is all it takes, then it almost like, the vision I'm getting right now is it's this peephole of light that then gets to come in. And then you get glimpses of it or feelings. And the more you get those glimpses and those feelings, naturally, the more space you're going to want to create for that. Because, hey, that felt really good. That felt I want more of that. I want more. So then you create more space. And guess what? The peephole gets bigger and more light comes in and more light comes in. And that light that's coming in is guidance. And we all have the ability to receive it. It's like those gut feelings you get, those light bulb moments you get, all of those things, that is all guidance. Don't discount that. And so 
my mission is to teach women how to do this, how to tap into this. Because when you can do that, your life will be that much more aligned to what your soul is here to do. Transformation. But it's also trusting, uh, which is a huge piece of that, because I'm sure we've all gotten those things like where you get this feeling or this, just like I did with the question that just came through. It's like, should I really be asking that? Did that really just happen? Or is this just something going on in my head? Is that really my intuition? How do I know? So it's a matter of leaning into it and believing and trusting. It's coming through. It is your intuition. Undoubtedly, it is. 100%. 100%. And I'm going to teach you a little trick sure. about knowing the difference between your ego and your oh, intuition. Oh, I'm excited. I like this. <laughs> when you have a thought that comes in, the first immediate thought that comes in to something is your intuition. Immediately after that, what is trying to talk you out of it is your ego. <laughs> and so the difference between knowing whether it's your intuition or your ego is your intuition operates in pure love and joy. It is this calming yet steady voice that comes in. It is this knowing. It's something that you know or this thought that comes in that's unshakable. You just know. And your ego it sits in your mind. It is like your mind is a playground for it. And it'll talk you out of it. Don't ask that question, Brad. What are you talking about? She's not going to be able to answer that. Don't do it. That's your ego. Your ego will try to talk you out of things. It'll talk down to you. It'll try to keep you small. It'll try to protect you. Don't make that big leap in your career because that's going to require X, Y, and Z more of you. All of those things. Ego operates from a place of fear. Intuition operates from a place of love. And as you continue to work with this, you will naturally be able to discern between the two. And that's the beginning stages. And then, yes, the next stage is trusting. Trusting is probably one of the hardest things to do. I'm still a work in progress with this because our intuition is not logical. Mm -hmm. Our intuition is this vastness that's far beyond what our logical mind can comprehend. And so sometimes when a, a thought comes in or a feeling or a vision, it can sound completely insane, not even make any sense at all. But then it's to be able to tap into that and ask yourself, is this for the highest and greatest good for my soul aligned path? And then listen to what answer comes in. But sometimes there's not time for that though. Okay. Let's just use my example that I just, that ask. question asked, just, it just came into my head. It's like, I didn't have time to think. I just had to ask it. I couldn't wait till while you're talking, I couldn't say to myself, okay, so should I ask this quick? Cause then we get further down the, and it wouldn't fit. You know what I mean? So sometimes you just have to act. You have to go. Other times, yes, of course, you have to feel into it. Okay, is this really in alignment? Is this what I'm meant to do? And put some thought into it and sit with it. See if it resonates. You just have to be able to decide <laughs> at the time which way you got to go. Because like I said, sometimes you just don't have time. You just got to act and that's it. And act on that first instinct, which you did. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Thank you. That was great. I love that. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Ashley, I want to jump into your world as a published author. I would love for you to speak a little bit about your book. Can you tell us the title, subject matter, when it was released, inspiration behind writing, all of that stuff? 
Yeah. So I did a collaboration book Mm -hmm. with a bunch of incredible authors, including Joe Vitale from The Secret. That book is set to be released very soon. It's on pre-order right now. And the chapter that I contribute to that book was about the Savvy Sovereign Woman Method. It was about the releasing of control, which many of us hold on to, and really stepping into that. And this parallels to a talk I gave at UCLA earlier this year. And the talk, the book chapter was completely channeled through. I remember when I was writing, I literally sat down at my computer, which is often what I do. All of my writings, all of my social media, it's all channeled through. I won't even know when I wake up in the morning what the day is going to bring. And next thing you know, I'm sitting at my computer typing out a message. (laughs) And then I literally have a conversation with my guys. I'm like, okay, well, who's meant to hear this? And then they're like, this is where it goes. This is where where you post it. And that's how I operate. That is really what co-creation with your spiritual team looks like in my world. And this book chapter and this talk came through that. I sat down and I started typing. And when I finished, I had pages and pages written and I read it back and I actually went, who the hell wrote this? (laughs) I don't remember writing this. And that's how it came about. And again, I published in several different magazine articles as well, several different magazines. And the same thing, I would sit to write or they would tell me, they guide me to which magazines I'm to submit articles to. And they are like, you're going to submit an article to this magazine. I'm like, I don't think so. I don't think that's going to fly. I tend to argue with them a lot. (laughs) And next thing you know, I'm sitting down at my computer writing an email to the publisher and saying, so I meant to submit an article to your magazine. (laughs) Or sometimes they approach me and be like, so you're supposed to submit an article to our magazine. Okay, what do you want me to write on? And that's how it's been. And I mean, the some of these magazine articles, this one magazine in particular, Next Level Psychic, is now an Amazon bestseller. That issue went Amazon And so I just lean into the guidance and where is it going to take me? A book of my own someday? Probably. This is just laying the groundwork for what. There you go. It's the foundation. It's funny, these little gifts that come into our awareness. And you talk about channel your writing. And it's funny because yesterday I was gifted an opportunity to participate in a multi author book. And I was talking with the woman who gifted me the opportunity. And I said, Well, I don't know. And she says, Listen, just let it flow through you. Don't even think about it. Just write what comes through. Okay. That's when you know that's what's meant to be shared with the world, right? Someone is meant to hear that message and be impacted by it. And they will be. It's powerful for sure. Ashley, what do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? Being me. There's nobody on planet Earth that is another me. That's right. How do you define success? What does that word mean to you? Oh, I hate this word. (laughs) I really do. Because I think success, culturally, success has been very ingrained in the masculine energy. Like in the corporate world, if you reach this goal, you are successful. If you get this promotion, you are successful. If anything like that. And really what that tells us is that success is outside of us. It's not within us. And so the way I want to flip it on its head 
And I want success to come from within. So success from within, what does that mean? And when you can fully live in your soul aligned life, I wouldn't even say that's successful. I would say that is embodiment to just be. Beautiful. I wish everyone could find their aligned mission and purpose on this planet. It would be so incredible, so incredible, because it is such a gift to be able to find that and to live that. And when you live that and it gives back and impacts other people, that's there's no better fucking feeling in the world. It's like winning the lottery twice. It's incredible. It is. It is. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after you learned it? I'm going to tell you this story. Mm-hmm. So shared this story with me many years ago, and it impacted me so much. I want you to envision that you have a hula hoop around you, and you can only control what's inside your hula hoop. You cannot control anything outside of your hula hoop. So what I mean by this is you can only control your feelings, how you show up to situations, how you perceive things. You cannot control what others think of you, goals that are set outside of you, how people perceive you. You can't control any of that. And when you can let that go, it's so freeing. And so we're walking around this world trying to control. I try to control everything in my life before this time. And when I realized that wasn't possible and the bottom fell out of all of it, I realized this is really what is the the premise of the Savvy Sovereign Woman method is that we are all walking around trying to, we're stressing about things that we can't control. The coulds and the shoulds and the woulds. We need to let that shit go. Stop shooting on yourself. Exactly. And just know that you can only control what is within you. That is a massive weight around your neck that you're carrying around. It's And it's fucking heavy. It takes work, a lot of work and a lot of practice to get to that point, to be able to shed that and to be able to, I don't know, this has come up in a couple of conversations in the past few days, actually. It's so funny. Worrying is a fucking useless emotion. Useless. <laughs> It it least of all serves you. Exactly. It's horrible. And that ripples out to all the people around you. When you're in that state of worry and stress, everyone else feels it. Absolutely. And it does a number on your nervous system. It creates blockages. It wreaks havoc. Everywhere. Physically, mentally, emotionally, energetically, you're creating blocks within you energetically. So the energy is not flowing freely because you're blocking it through your worry. And it's so freeing when you can learn how to let that go. Ashley, what does the word empowerment mean to you? The word empowerment to me, again, going back internally, it's creating that power from within. And again, society has destroyed this beautiful word of empowerment and overused it. Yeah. You'll often hear people say, I empower you or I empower my team, which actually means that they own the power over the person, which is disempowering to the individual. So empowerment to me is, I want you to find that power within. You find your own empowerment. Don't look outside to others to give it to you. Who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? I would say my son, Quinn, 
has had the biggest impact on me. He's taught me more in his seven years on this planet than my entire life. And really what being his mom has done for me and in this space, it's given me that permission to be that childlike again. I feel I grew up way too fast. I joked and would say, I'm an old soul. But in fact, I grew up really fast. I didn't allow the fun and the joy into my life because I was always pursuing to the next goal, the next goal. Mm -hmm. And so what he's allowed me to do or given me permission to do is live in those moments, be curious, explore, create. And it's, it's been a blast. We lose sight of that because again, of conditioning and all of the things, oh, as we get older, we lose that childlike innocence, I think, where, oh, come on, stop being kids, stop acting like a child. Well, what the fuck's wrong with that? <laughs> Every once in a while, why not? That's what keeps you young. That's what keeps your heart young, your mind, your soul. Play. We need You're never too play. old to play. We do. Absolutely. We need more play in our lives and we need to be okay with it and yeah. play for the pleasure of it. Mm. Life's short. Outcomes outcomes life is short you might as well have as much fun on this planet while you're here yeah what is an unexpected blessing or occurrence in your life that you're grateful for I go back to my son, Quinn. He definitely was. We adopted him at birth. And so it was very unexpected, but part of my life's purpose. There is, he chose us for a reason and he is a very gifted child himself. And it's an unexpected blessing because it's also allowed my spiritual gifts, I believe, opened up even more since I became his mom because I am teaching him these spiritual tools. And so he already has so much more knowledge <laughs> than I ever had at his age, just with healing and crystals and cacao ceremonies and meditation, because I share it all with him. And if he's having a bad dream, he comes down and asks for my selenite wand and my cleansing spray to clear his room. Like he knows about <laughs> That's clearing incredible. <laughs> At the age of seven. And That's seven, phenomenal. He is an unexpected blessing and probably the reason I'm sitting here today. Talking Beautiful about gift. Okay, we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions just be one, two, three word answer type thing. Okay. okay. How would you describe yourself in one word? Nurturing. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? Freedom. If you could be remembered for one thing, what would that be? Intuition. What is one thing you love about yourself that is not related to your physical appearance? My ability to speak. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Balance. What is your personal motto? Let's see what's possible. And that concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. Ashley, what challenge in your life would you say has shaped you the most? I would say probably the challenge that has had the biggest impact and shaped me the most was my infertility journey or my journey to become a mom. I believe that was part of my life's purpose and path that I was on. And there was teachings within that, that I am meant to share with the world more broadly. That hasn't happened quite yet, but I know that there is much more there to share. What is one lesson that your career has taught you that you think everybody should learn at some point in their life? One lesson. It's really don't sweat the small stuff. 
and that there is a lot of things that are happening without outside your control and let it go. You just need to let it go. There's that control no. thing again. It's like this, this <laughs> rolling theme through this interview. Was it, wasn't there a book called Don't Sweat the Small yes. Stuff? It really is. <laughs> yes. Don't, don't Sweat the Small Stuff. The amount of people yeah. I've counseled over the years who are stressed and overworked and it's all outside of them. And just take a breath. Just breathe. Breath is the quickest way to come back to the present moment. And it's all within us. And it's free. It's not costing you a thing. I read a book a little while ago and the writer was saying that, you know how you hear people say when they get stressed or count yes. to 10, he said, no, don't count to 10. He said, take 10 breaths and that will help center you and bring awesome. you down and calm you. Yeah. Ashley, what is your why? My why is back to my son. I do this for future generations because when I realized this, it was like this mind blowing. When we heal, the world heals. And when we have the ability to do that, when we have the ability to heal, we're not only healing ourselves, but we're healing past generations, present and future generations. So whatever we're working on in this lifetime within this healing and what we're disrupting, these generational patterns, if that is what we're working on, we're doing so, so that our future generations do not have to do that. And so that is That's important work. work. Big work. It is. What is something surprising you've learned about yourself in the last year? That life is much more fun when you're in flow. That's a great lesson. If you had the opportunity, Ashley, to sit down and have a one-hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, who would it be and why? Living or deceased. Doesn't matter. Then I would have to say my grandmother, who is no longer with us on Earth's side. And I would have loved to know more about her generations of women where they've come from. And I want to learn more about the women who've gone before me because they've paved the pathway to why I am sitting here today. And so I want to have the ability, and I do this, I can do this in the spiritual realm, but in the physical realm, I would have loved to pay homage to them, to give them that deep gratitude, send that through my grandmother because she was such a cool lady. I would say my grandmother... Beautiful. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? I would tell her that she's safe, she's secure, and she's loved. Beautiful. Lastly, Ashley, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, your tribe, your corner of the world, your people, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What words of wisdom would you impart? I would say, don't let life pass you by. You're here on earth to expand and grow and lean into this curiosity and see what's possible when you co-create with your higher self. Tap into your inner guidance, unlock your potential within to do great things and healing yourself because when you heal, the world heals. Beautifully said. Wonderful way to end the interview. Ashley, thank you so very much for taking and making the time to be here with me today. It has been an absolute pleasure to sit down and speak with you and have the opportunity to share in your personal journey. I am honored and I just want to say thank you for sharing with me and for inviting me into your space to share in that journey. You are a truly inspirational and beautiful human being. I appreciate you. And I'm so grateful to have you as a member of the Empowerography community. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brad. And thank you so much to creating this beautiful community for empowering women to share their voice. It's truly phenomenal. 
Thank you very much. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Ashley McIsaac Butler. She is the creator of the Savvy Sovereign Woman Method, a spiritual guide, speaker, and a published author. Thank you so much, Ashley. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.